Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. สวัสดีครับ. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program, and we're going to be doing guided breathing mindfulness meditation together. So thank you for joining. Please that you guys are here. I'd like to invite you to join for this guided meditation session. We're going to be doing breathing mindfulness meditation, where I start with chanting to ease the mind into meditation. Then I'll provide you some guidance once we get into meditation. And then there'll be a period of time where we'll just be meditating together. And then we'll come out of meditation with some more chanting. This is part of our group learning program where each Wednesday I come together and we do meditation together. We're alternating breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. So welcome. Pleased that you guys are all here. When we're done with meditation, I will open up to any and all questions that you guys might have related to meditation or anything else that you guys would like to discuss related to the path to enlightenment. So I'd like to invite you to join for the meditation by taking a comfortable position, either seated, lying, or standing. There's also a walking position as well, but that doesn't tend to work so well with online learning. But if you're on the floor or you're in a chair, you'd like your lower body to be comfortable. If you're in a chair, you might just have your feet crossed at the ankles lightly or your feet flat on the floor. If you're on the floor, you might put some cushions under your rear and lightly cross your legs. By getting your rear up in the air, this lessens the angle at the hips, the knees, and the ankles and helps the circulation to flow through the lower body. The Buddha placed his right hand over his left with his thumbs together and he put this into his lap. And you can do that if you like. There's other options as well because not everyone's going to find the same thing comfortable. It's not about everybody doing it exactly the same thing. Some people like to put their palms on their thighs, on their knees, or maybe even your palms up. Essentially, your lower body and hands and arms should be nice and comfortable. The upper body should be erect. This keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation. Whereas if you were slouched, the mind would have a tendency to be inactive or complacent or lethargic. But if you are real rigid and uptight, the mind could be overactive. So what you'd like is the upper body to be erect. This keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation. As I mentioned, I'm going to be easing into meditation with some chanting. This isn't any rite or ritual or ceremony or worship. It's not prayer or anything like that. It just helps you to set up mindfulness in front of you as you ease into meditation, bringing some awareness to the mind. So I'm going to be doing this chanting to ease into meditation. And you're welcome to join along in the chants. Or you might just decide to close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. And then after the chanting, I'll be back with some guidance to help you get further into the meditation. 
Start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Here you're just looking to establish the breath. A nice, natural, steady, consistent breath. Not forced or controlled. Just a gradual inhale through the nose. experiencing the full breath and then when you're ready exhale out through the nose breathing in 
and out. Breathing in and out. Your breath may not match up with the guidance that I'm providing, and that's okay. This is your practice. I'm just here for guidance. You can use this voice as a reminder that whenever you get to the next inhale, breathe in gradually through the nose, establishing a nice, steady, consistent breath. And then, whenever you're ready, exhale out through the nose. Breathing in and out. Breathing in. and out. With the breath well established, start fixating the mind on the breath. Either the sound of the breath coming into the nose or the sensation of air moving over the skin into the nose. The breath is the present moment. Fixate the mind on the breath, the present moment. Breathing in and out. Breathing in. and out. With the mind fixated on the breath, whenever you notice that it moves off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to observe the thought, label it, judge it, analyze it, or even try to figure out where it's coming from. Just wherever you notice that the mind is moved off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. Breathing in and out. Breathing in and out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do this work of focusing on the breath, cutting off and letting go anytime the mind moves off the breath. 
You have nowhere to go. There is nothing to do. No one needs you right now. This is your time to focus on the breath. Breathing in. And out.
Any questions that you guys have related to meditation or anything else on the path to enlightenment, you're welcome to ask. Any and all questions are welcome. You can put those into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom. Or in Zoom, you can raise your hand electronically and ask any questions that you like. It looks like Steve has a question here. He says, hello, teacher Dave. Can I combine love and kindness meditation with breathing mindfulness meditation in one section? Thank you. The answer is yes. The way that I teach loving kindness meditation is that you start with chanting. If you'd like to do chanting, it's not required. Then you start with about five or 10 minutes of breathing mindfulness meditation. Then you move into loving kindness meditation. 
then you come out with more breathing mindfulness meditation, maybe five minutes or so. And that's only there optionally if you need it. Some people, when they do loving kindness meditation, it kind of bubbles up some anger or some frustration because you're doing these affirmations for individuals that you do have anger or frustration or hatred towards. So that breathing mindfulness meditation on the backside is there to help you cut off any of that. But for some people, as you've noticed that the loving kindness is really permeating in the mind, if that's the case, after you've done your loving kindness meditation, you can just keep going with that and then end your meditation. No need to do the breathing mindfulness meditation at the end. So that's the way that you would like to do it because with loving kindness meditation, you're focusing on those affirmations and you're doing it on the out breath. So if you ease into meditation with some breathing mindfulness meditation and then move over to loving kindness, then this will help you get more benefit out of the loving kindness meditation. But in terms of doing them at the same time, that's not something that you're actually doing. They're two separate meditations with two separate goals. But in loving kindness meditation, you are focused on the breath, breathing out through the nose and then doing that affirmation on the out breath. But just think of these two meditations as separate because there's unique goals that you're trying to accomplish with both of these meditations. With breathing mindfulness meditation, you're working to eliminate craving, desire, attachment, and cultivate mindfulness or awareness of mind and concentration. With loving kindness meditation, you're working to eliminate anger, hatred, ill will, and all those lesser versions like frustration, agitation, annoyance, and you're looking to cultivate loving kindness or a genuine interest in seeing all beings be well, active goodwill. So these are two separate meditations with two different goals, but you can do one before and or after the other, and this could be just one session of meditation. Mayu Lee has a question on Facebook as well. She says, lately my meditation have not been good. My mind is not cooperating. I often having to end up cutting the meditation time shorter to compensate for this. I try to practice singleness of mind throughout the day. What are your thoughts of this, sir? Is it common for us to start strong with being able to meditate for a longer period of time, then taper off? And can practicing singleness of mind throughout the day compensate? Okay, so as you're meditating and you're building your meditation up to the point where you ultimately get to enlightenment, your meditation is going to be impermanent. There's going to be days where it may be weeks and maybe multiple weeks where things are quite peaceful and quite still in your meditation. But depending on what's going on in your life, without any notice whatsoever, you could start a meditation session and notice that your mind's really busy and overactive. And that can last for days or even weeks. And then again, without announcement, just all of a sudden, one day you go into meditation and things are nice and peaceful and still again. So this is common. This is your meditation being impermanent. So you just need to recognize it as that. Stay dedicated, stay diligent, stay determined to consistently meditate on an ongoing basis, building up to two or three meditations per day for 30 minutes or more. And just know that your meditation is going to be impermanent like this. It's just an indication that your mind is active and overactive and you still have pollutions in the mind. By the time you get to enlightenment, all your meditations are peaceful. Your mind's very still, very calm, but that's going to take multiple years for you to accomplish that. So you're not bad at meditation. You haven't done anything wrong. 
And I don't suggest that you judge your meditation as being good or bad. Instead, just understand it is what it is. Because if you get out of meditation and you notice that your mind was like really busy and overactive, this is a beneficial meditation because you have mindfulness, you have awareness of mind, understanding that the mind is busy and this is beneficial. And if you get out of meditation and you notice that the mind is still or quite peaceful, this is beneficial too. So don't get caught up in judging your meditation as good or bad because it can be demotivating and dissuading you. So just always do your meditation two or three times a day for 30 minutes or more. Of course, you need to build up to that. And then don't judge it. Just whatever happens, happens. And when you come out of meditation, it is what it is. And if you know your mind's a bit busy that day or for those couple of weeks or those month or two, then you know any major decisions that you're making, maybe you can delay those until you have a bit more calmness in the mind. So don't judge it as good or bad. And stick with the same schedule of two to three for 30 minutes or more. And sometimes the mind, like you're saying, it kind of revolts, right? Like it doesn't want to be in meditation. So maybe you're used to meditating 20 or 30 minutes and now the mind is only wanting to meditate for 10 minutes. Well, if you're going to meditate for 10 minutes and then you stop your meditation session, still just sit there, even with your eyes open and just breathing teach the mind like, hey, just because you aren't interested in meditating, you're not going to get up and go watch TV or search social media or something like this. You got to treat the mind almost like a third entity that, okay, you don't want to meditate. Okay, that's fine, but we're still going to sit here and do nothing. And then over time, this teaches the mind like, hey, just because you're not interested in meditating doesn't mean you get to go up and you know, go out and go do all kinds of things like TV and social media, searching the internet and all this kind of stuff, you're still going to need to sit here. And this is going to train the mind like, okay, stay dedicated to meditation. And then even if you're sitting there for like two or three minutes, and then you would like to go back into meditation for like 10 minutes or so, or five minutes or so, go ahead and do that. So you might start with your meditation intending to do 20 or 30 minutes, the mind only does 10 and now you come out and you sit there for a period of time teaching your mind you're not getting up and going anywhere and then three minutes five minutes however many minutes down the road you feel like you'd like to go back into meditation go back into meditation you don't have to do your chanting all over again and all that kind of stuff just ease back into meditation and start focusing on the breath this will be really good it's kind of like spotty where as you're building up to your meditation or then as what you're saying is it's kind of tapering back off, you might notice this spottiness. This is almost like a light bulb flickering that when you turn on a light bulb, it flickers, flicker, 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 and then boom, <clears throat> it's on. So you're going to notice the qualities of enlightenment that do this, that it's not going to just be on, right? It's going to flicker, 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 you're going to think it's on for a little bit and then it's going to be off and then flicker, 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 on and then off. So your meditation is like this. It's impermanent where you can go periods of time where, wow, things are so peaceful. You're getting good meditations in terms of your length of time. But remember, as I say, don't judge it as good or bad. It just is what it is and just stay consistent and dedicated and diligent with your meditation practice. Now, the other part of your question here about practicing singleness of mind throughout your day, this will actually really help you to have better quality meditation sessions. Again, we're not judging our meditation, but I'm just sharing with you that 
if you can practice singleness of mind and doing just one thing at a time in your daily activities, that's extending your training. It's not meditation. It's not the same thing as meditation, but it's practicing singleness of mind in daily life. So you'd like to do your meditations as you typically do and then practice singleness of mind in daily life where you're just doing one thing at a time. And this will extend your training because the training of the mind to get to enlightenment, it's more than just meditation. You need to be training your mind around the clock from the moment you first start waking up until the moment you're starting to doze off and fall asleep. You need to be attentive to the mind and have mindfulness so that as you're waking up in the morning, if you see any unwholesome thoughts arising, you cut that off. Or as you're falling asleep at night, if you see any unwholesome thoughts arising, you cut that off. And then all day long, it's the same thing. But then you're also practicing singleness of mind. So if you're washing the dishes, you're just washing the dishes. You're not daydreaming about something else. Or if you're at work on the computer or you're talking to your children or you're having a conversation with someone on the phone, you just do one thing at a time. And this will improve the quality of the mind where it's reducing craving. Because when you're having a conversation with somebody and your mind wanders to something else, this is the mind having craving, desire, attachment. It doesn't want to be in the present moment. So in meditation, you're training the mind to be in the present moment, eliminating craving, desire, attachment, practicing mindfulness and concentration. But in daily life with your singleness of mind, you're doing the same thing. You're practicing mindfulness or awareness of mind as part of that step of the Eightfold Path, right mindfulness. You're practicing right concentration, doing just one thing at a time. And then wherever you notice that the mind isn't doing that, you're applying right effort and cutting that off and bringing it back and training it to be in the present moment. This is the way I talk about it. It's like a piece of wood. If you have a steel rod and you grind that piece of steel back and forth, back and forth, when you first start, like when you first start your meditation practice, this steel rod's going to bounce all over the place because there's no groove yet. You haven't made a groove. So as you grind this steel back and forth in the wood, it's going to bounce all over the place. But the more you grind it back and forth, eventually it's going to make a deeper and deeper groove and it's going to be harder and harder to pop out. And when it does pop out, you're going to know that it has done that and you'll be able to bring it right back. But right now, depending on how long you've been training in this way with the original teachings of the Buddha, your steel rod might be bouncing around and that's normal. You haven't gotten a groove yet in your meditation, but also in your daily life too. So that's why you'd like to create that groove where you're always practicing singleness of mind as much as possible. And wherever you see the mind wandering, you cut that off and let it go and bring the mind back. But don't consider that part of your meditation or compensating for your meditation either, Mayuli. Okay, it looks like Max has some questions here on YouTube. Is there something wholesome that I can identify with when I'm feeling sad or fearful? Other people identify with things has been on my mind, identifying with a group with music. Okay, let me answer this first part. The reason why your mind is experiencing any kind of discontent feelings, whether it's sad or fearful, is because of craving, desire, attachment the mental longing and strong eagerness, the mind chasing after the objects of its affection, pulling towards something, not being able to stay in the present moment, but longing and yearning for some object. The untrained mind, when it experiences painful feelings like sadness and fear and all the others, it's gonna wanna crave something else and think that's the way to get back to something that's comfortable, that's pleasant. 
right? The pleasant feelings, but it's a conditioned pleasant feeling. It's keeping the problem going on and on because whatever your mind is experiencing sadness and fear about, there's some craving in the mind that it's not getting fulfilled. So therefore the sadness and fear is arising. So if you focus on another craving like music or some other thing that you're identifying with, this is just the mind replacing whatever it's craving that's producing the sadness and fear and it's craving something else and you're just stacking the cravings on top of each other. This isn't going to produce the benefits that you think it will. It's actually making the problem worse because you're just craving something else. You need to eliminate the cravings that are producing the sadness and the fear. That's what's going to actually eliminate the sadness and the fear, not adding on more cravings. So you're going to need to consistently train the mind, realizing that you're going to experience some sadness. You're going to experience some fear because your mind's not yet enlightened. You still have cravings in the mind. You're going to need to get consistent and dedicated with your training on a consistent long-term basis. And then you can start seeing more peacefulness and more joy coming into the mind. There's ways to surgically go in and eliminate some of these cravings, particularly ones around fear. So if you'd like, Max, you can welcome to schedule a personal guidance session with me. As all students can, you can just go to our website, buddhadailywisdom.com, and there you can schedule. Because if you share with me and I can ask you questions to uncover what the cravings are that are producing the sadness and the fear, then I can provide you other things besides the meditation to go in and help you eliminate the cravings that are producing that sadness and fear. But understand that it's gradual training, gradual practice, and gradual progress. It's not going to be instantaneous that you're going to eliminate those cravings and then be able to eliminate the sadness and fear. You're going to need to first have the Eightfold Path really well developed and have your consistent ongoing training with all those steps of the Eightfold Path. And then going in and surgically removing some of these cravings is possible because the mind softened up and it's able to let them go. So I encourage you to decide to schedule a personal guidance session because then we can talk about the specific cravings that are producing these discontent feelings and then I can help you eliminate them all the while making sure that you have the foundational practices under your belt and well underway so that those things that I teach you to go in and surgically remove the cravings that are producing the sadness and fear will actually be effective. Those things aren't necessarily very effective unless you've already got the foundational eightfold path underway. Here, the next part of this is sometimes music changes my mood to a bad one and it's unsettling. Then again, sometimes I love to listen to one song repeatedly over for weeks. Yes, this is because of craving desire attachment. This is the reason why you might decide to go periods of time without music, depending on where you are in your practice, that it's wise to let go of music for six months, a year, two years, train the mind to get over its craving desire attachments. If you keep turning to another central desire, because that's what cravings are. When we look at the 10 fetters or those pollutions or taints, there's 10 individual pollutions that the Buddha discovered in the one that is central desire, number four, that's the one that's the craving desire attachment. And what you're talking about with music is this is the mind having a central desire. And now when you grab on to a certain central desire because of craving desire attachment through the ears, 
Now, if you hear a certain music that is agreeable to you, you experience pleasant feelings. But if you hear music that's disagreeable to you, you experience sad feelings or painful feelings. This is the whole problem with the unenlightened mind that based on its cravings, desires, attachments, it's going up and down and up and down. So you're not going to be able to eliminate that if you keep turning to music because it's a conditioned feeling based on the condition of the music. I'm going to feel either happy or I'm going to feel sad. And what you're trying to get to is where your mind is just always happy, always joyful, always peaceful. But you won't be able to get to that as long as you have craving for the music and your mind's holding on to that. So you're going to most likely need to go through a period of time where you don't have music at all. Now may or may not be that time. Again, you need to get the foundational teachings under your belt and well underway. And then you can start eliminating some of these things for periods of time and train your mind to not need them, not want them, not have to have them, not desire them or long or yearn for them. And then after you've trained your mind really well that way, where you can be peaceful and joyful without music, then you can train your mind to be peaceful and joyful with music. And then ultimately, as you get closer and closer to training your mind and getting closer to enlightenment, there's no harm in listening to music, but you need to train your mind to be unaffected by the music. Right now, it is affected. And that's part of the whole problem with the unenlightened mind and central desire. So you're going to need to decide to train to eliminate that in order to get to the peace and the joy that is possible when you eliminate central desire. Okay, you're welcome, Mayuli. Pleased to help you. She says, thank you, sir. This really helps. Okay, I'm not seeing any other questions anywhere. So what I'll do then is uh, just in class by Thanking all of you guys for joining. Thank you for your questions. It's wonderful to see that you guys are dedicated to learning. These are excellent questions. I think every question is an excellent question because it helps me to understand where you are on your journey. I can tell through the questions that you guys ask where you're at on your journey, and then it helps me to be able to give you feedback and guidance on the path. And it's wonderful when students are dedicated and diligent enough to investigate the teachings and then ask questions to seek clarification and guidance. This is what you need in order to make your way closer and closer to enlightenment. So next Wednesday, we're going to be doing guided loving kindness meditation together. So you're welcome to join for that. And then this Sunday in our group learning program, we're going to be in chapter 11. Chapter 11 is titled Meditation, Developing Your Practice. This is where you're going to learn all the different things about meditation. I'm going to be teaching you meditation inside and out, backwards and forwards, all the four different types of meditations that you might need in order to get to enlightenment. There's two primary forms that everybody needs, but then there's two specialized forms that just certain people are going to need in certain situations. So I'm going to be exploring all of these with you and giving you all the ins and out of meditation and giving you guys an opportunity to ask any and all questions that you might like about meditation itself. You're welcome to read this chapter, chapter 11. It's in volume one and you can download this from our website. You can take it and go print it. You can get printed versions on Amazon or here at the temple in Chiang Mai. So thank you all for joining. We'll see you guys in one of these future classes. Have a very lovely and wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. 
To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.